we are so honored to be here with you guys on this day and actually for you to be joining us. We are Seth and Damia Roth, the Faces Voices couple behind Healthy and Whole Marriage Conferences Incorporated. And this is our podcast celebrating and encouraging healthy and whole marriages. Before we begin this particular episode that we're so honored for you to be a part of, we are going to begin as we do everything and start with prayer. Father God, we thank you. We praise and bless your name for this time, opportunity, this moment to be here. And we pray that we will say those things that you've given us, not really adding ourselves into it, oh God, but allowing you to speak in and through us. We thank you for healthy and whole marriages, conferences. We thank you for those that will hear. God, we pray that someone will be encouraged tonight. It's in Jesus' name, thank God, amen. Amen. So tonight's episode, today's episode, whatever portion, season, part of the day you're in in your marriage episode is about friendship, part two. Friendships, part two. We've done the first part and we kind of left on a note that was a great segue for this part two. And hopefully you guys will feel the same way. Of course, with whatever we do, especially during the podcast and whenever you hear our voices, we are going to do all that we can to share transparency, but more importantly, to share what God has given us, some scripture application to whatever topic that we're speaking on. So once again, thank you, thank you sincerely for allowing us to be a part of your marriage journey. And let's get into this friendship thing. Do you want to start it or? Sure. Okay. So the last podcast we talked about friends and just becoming friends with one another, which I believe that is most important to have a friendship with your spouse first. Uh, But this week we want to talk about friends outside of your spouse. And I I feel that it is okay, uh, but I want to just lead with this scripture because I believe that this is the catalyst of all marriages, and it simply says, and it's in Genesis 2 and 24, therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. I wanted to just start there because of the importance of understanding although some of us have friends or had friends prior to marriage that you are now one with your spouse and it's important that your friends understand that so they won't have the same access to you and um, definitely it could be a healthy aspect to have that friend uh, but there should always be respect for your spouse and if there's respect there shouldn't be issues but I know some friends can be a little bit possessive and so I want to make sure that I focus on that aspect of it Um, and also as you kind of encourage this friendship that these folks should share your 
morals and your values and not only respect your relationship, but add to the quality of your life and relationship with your spouse instead of detracting from it and creating conflict and stressing your relationship. I think that is most important because sometimes when we're coming into marriage, especially young couples, uh, you've had friends since day one. It's been, you know, since you all were in the third grade together and y'all been this ride or die group type of uh, friendship. And some of those friends, once you come into the marriage aspect, they are not married and they want to continue to do the things that you all have done for the last 10, 15 years. And there needs to be a separation of thought uh, and respect to that relationship in order for it not to take away. Uh, The last part I want to just put in there is that you don't want a friend to take the place of a spouse in the friendship role. And you confide in the friend before you confide in the friendship and the relationship of your spouse. To me, that part is very, very important. And if you can't do that, it may not be that you need to have a friend outside the relationship. That was chock full. So I think there's some things I agree with. I think I'm going to... Uh, expound upon as well as far as the last statement I think it really goes back to not so much if you're not needing to have a friend outside of the relationship you need to readjust your priorities and really what it seemed if that is your situation that last um, example that you gave then clearly you weren't friends with your mates before you decided to get married Or something fell by the wayside. And so you need to reconfigure that relationship, your relationship with your spouse. You all need to become best friends. You all need to become friends. You all need to do the things that you would normally do with your best friend to the fullest extent that you're able to do those things because that's where the most sacred of relationships lies. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we put friendships above our relationship and I don't see that being a problem in a day-to-day life, right? Um, As we have often heard different phrases, girls, guys come and go, there are other fish in the sea, I'm your friend, I've been here, you know, and that's true for many situations and many relationships. And if it's that type of relationship, I understand. But once you've gotten to the point of literally saying I do, things need to readjust. And just as you were saying there, it made me think of this scripture, 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away or yeah, put the ways of childhood behind me. When you become a married person, you no longer need to act like a single person. You no longer need to conduct yourself as a single friend because you're putting yourself in situations that are not 
reasonable mm-hmm. or privy to your marriage. They're not respectable towards your marriage. They're not honoring your marriage. And even though you've had that friend since kindergarten, third grade, now you're in a different situation. You're in a different position to where your friend, if you all are as close as the years have brought you through, they need to be able to respect this change in your life as they've respected other changes. They've respected other levels of maturity and growth and transition and other parts of you. And it it's usually, unfortunately, in those situations that you learn who your true friends are. And God forbid, you know, no one gets into a marriage with the plan to divorce. As they're usually not thinking of, okay, I have a backup plan in case this doesn't work out. Albeit, I have been at a wedding like that before. It was another story for another day. But that's not the initial plan. And when that's not the initial plan, then you, yes, want and hope that you have a friend, that friend to fall back on. But more importantly, you want that friend to be around to celebrate your happy times with you, right? And this should be one of those times. A lot of times it's just not... It, it becomes an issue because people feel like they're being pushed to the side. And that's not something you want to feel and you should be made to feel. So that brings me back to you saying also um, leave and cleave. Once you get married, that's that's the gist of it. You're not just leaving and cleaving to your spouse and away from your parents, but kind of away to many of the single life things, many of the older things. You're letting those things go so that you can go towards something that's supposed to be bigger, better, more of a blessing, something that's supposed to be an enhancement in your life. And how could it not be when that's what God created it for? So go towards that in a hopeful way. Um, The other thing that I thought about, I'm trying to remember everything you said. Oh, um, I think we kind of got to deal with two things here. So the way you were talking, I think primarily set the vision, if you will, or the um, presented a mindset of a same sex friendship. Mm-hmm. And yes, you have to be leery of those and God will reveal um, what we can go back to that we discussed in the previous episode was how iron sharpens iron, right? And so does the countenance of a friend. So friends are worthwhile. God acknowledged those in the Bible. So they shouldn't, they don't have to be put aside. However, you need to pray for wisdom and discernment regarding those old friends, regarding any new friendships, because not everyone is for you. Not everyone is for your marriage. And you want the people around you who are going to as normal, right? If you were single, you would want the people around you who are wanting the best for you, who are going to uplift you, who are going to encourage you when you're going through bad times, who are going to support and celebrate you when you're going through great times, right? And so you still want those types of friends around or those types of friends in general as it relates to your relationship. You don't want or need someone that is saying, okay, get rid of him or her when you're going through a marital struggle. You want them to still be able to encourage you. 
feel like continuing, but I'm going to stop for a second in case you have something else because it made me think of a lot of other things. But before I do that, just to remind you guys, Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpened iron. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times. A brother is born for a time of adversity. And friends carry each other's burdens. Galatians 6 and 2. So friendships are important to God just as much as your marriage. Not just as much, but just so that you know friendships friendships are important to God. Yeah, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Uh, you talked a little bit about kind of setting those boundaries. And I think that's important that boundaries are set uh, to ensure that your spouse is comfortable you know, no secrets or venting or creating that safe space right. uh, with your spouse. But I, I, I thought of this scripture in First Corinthians, and it's in the NIV, uh, 15 and 33. So again, First Corinthians 15 and 33. Don't be, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Yes. I'll read it again. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And I believe that married couples have the whole intention of having a great friendship. But I also believe that when the intentions are not great within those previous relationships, uh, as it relates to friendships, you can be misled uh, by their same character and just being in the company of that individual. So it's important that the boundaries are set. If you feel that, if you see yourself drifting towards that individual that are going contrary to building or the upbuilding of your relationship or your marriage, I should say, you need to step away uh, to ensure that it does not corrupt who you are and the growth in your relationship. So I wanted to put that in there. Um, And also, I think another place is just the transparency of it, whether it's um, guy-guy relationship or a guy with a girl relationship as it relates to friendship. It's important that there is transparency to ensure that everybody's comfortable. So when I go back to uh, the first scripture that I led with, with us being one, I should be comfortable in letting you know who I'm talking to. Or even if that requires, hey, take a look at the text or something just came through or whatever the case may be, there needs to be that space to say, you know what, I'm not hiding anything. I don't want to keep anything from you uh, in this particular relationship or friendship, I keep calling it a relationship, but I guess it is a relationship in some way. But I definitely want to say friendship because it's we want to make sure that nothing is going to detract from your marriage. Um, your marriage will have its own issues by itself and bringing other people into it and bringing friendships that are not valuable uh, will create space that will be unnecessary 
totally agree. That goes back to my saying, praying for, asking for wisdom and discernment. Amen. You guys being on one accord about those friends because you need to both be comfortable. It's not that, and it's not enough that you're fine and this friend has been your friend since forever. If it just doesn't sit well for some reason that you may have been missing, that's something you need to decide, okay, you know what, I'm going to take what you're saying into consideration and pray about it. And you guys come on one accord about how you want to deal with that. And if it's not going to, if it's going to cause strain, it's not worth it. And let your friend know that it may not be worth it. You may need to step back for a moment and God will work it out. If it's meant to be worked out that way, if it's meant that you all reconnect as friends and then the three of you are all cool together otherwise God will slowly reveal to you that you should have let it go a long time ago and in some cases you probably should have anyway now your spouse is just seeing something that you had decided to put blinders on Um, I think a moment of our experience transparency um, from our experience, I and and let me back up and say this. Um, I think it's across the board, whether it's male or female type of friendships, but I know it becomes even more sticky, if you will, with um, opposite sex friendships. For us, that was not something you were um, excited about, comfortable with. That wasn't something you experienced. You hadn't experienced a platonic relationship with a female before for me many of my relationships friendships rather were uh, if not 50 50 it was probably leaning more towards guys as friends and I thoroughly enjoyed having those friendships because I learned a lot I was able to glean and understand from those friendships and actually have them to act as sounding boards and vice versa but it was uncomfortable for you because you didn't think it was possible. Once it was time for us to get married, we had to talk about those things because, excuse me, although you didn't understand that, I couldn't be dismissive about it. I had to take into consideration how that would make you feel, um, the comfort level and what that would do to a relationship I felt that God had spoken to me about. I felt that we were to be married and that God had told me that you were my husband, vice versa. So for me, whether those male friendships or female friendships had been around twice as long as as he had or as you had, it was something to consider. And that's another thing that some people don't even think about the till death do us part and all the vows and stuff. You know, you you do give up a lot of things Mm -hmm. um, when you become married. And so you have to be willing. You have to have your mindset. You have to be prayed up. You have to be consecrated to God so that he will guide you appropriately because it is a major life changing moment where you are leaving a single lifestyle to cleave to a oneness with someone else. So praying with your spouse, being on one accord, asking for wisdom and discernment for the two of you so that you can be on one accord and make the best decisions for your marriage and not just for one of those parties so that you can maintain a friendship. 
do that because otherwise you can ruin something that God has ordained. You can ruin something that God has purposed. And although he sees friendships highly, marriage is the, oh gosh, I can't even think of the the word I'm trying to use, but you know, it's the, the beginning and end of it all, right? Marriage is the top. Supreme relationship. Yes. The, the, yeah. Supreme relationship, period. Um, and that's not one that you want to go against. It will create many more struggles than you are even intending to have and can imagine. Um, and then, of course, you have to be wise as well because, of course, the Bible does speak about it. Hebrews 10 and 25, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Mm-hmm. Friendships, again, are important, but you want to have the wisdom and discernment of having the right friendships around you. There are going to be times of struggle in your marriage, and it would be helpful to be able to have someone to consult with, as you spoke about before, the comfort of your spouse, right? If they know that they're, if it's helpful that they know that person, it's helpful that they can trust that if you do confide in that person, that first of all, they're fine with you confiding in that person about your relationship, as well as they can trust that you're not going to be misled. You're not going to get destructive information. You're not going to be poked and prodded and primed to leave the relationship and bash the spouse. Mm -hmm. So those things are essential because if that person can be a friend, an objective friend who can provide encouragement and wholesome advice, that will be wise counsel that could possibly help edify your marriage. You'd be all the more blessed from that. Uh-huh. And then the last scripture I'm going to just bring up um, will probably be after you if you want to chime in here. I didn't think I had anything uh, regarding that, but I just thought about when you said just wise counsel. I think it's important that, uh, like I just talked about, you know, the bad company correcting corrupting good character and the transparency but I think it's so very important that if the wife decides to have male friends and you all kind of agree on that that it's okay for the husband to have a female friend there needs to be conversation regarding all of that because I don't think uh, you should do it and I can't do it think there needs to be conversation around that so there can be an understanding of why and how this could be beneficial and the second thing I want to just bring up very briefly and it's specifically for husbands and that is men you need friends healthy male friendships it's important that we have an opportunity to have relationship that build each other up. And I believe a lot of us as husbands, we stay to ourselves and then we want to use our wives as the sounding board for everything. And she may not understand the perspective 
uh, that God has given it to you from a male's perspective. And there should be godly males in your life where you can speak to them and, and talk to them, not specifically not so much about the relationship of how things are going, but just things that you're dealing with as a male. I really believe that sometimes, and I'm guilty of this myself, so I'm talking to myself first, that as a man, we isolate ourselves. And I think the danger in that and trying to just handle all those things and then just having this relationship uh, with our wife, we are not adequately prepared to present things that men go through with our wives. And there needs to be relationship, healthy male relationships where you can say, hey, bro, I got a question about whatever it is. But when we put ourselves in isolation, I believe that is also an opportunity for the adversary to come in uh, to defeat us, Um, especially if we don't have a consistent prayer life, if we're not developing intimacy with Christ. There needs to be, again, just an opportunity for male relationships in our lives. I agree. I, I I think it's important. I'm just going to beat a dead horse for a second, though, that because men or you men can be uh, in a position of isolating yourselves and trying to do whatever y'all do on your own in the respect that you just spoke about, that it is essential you have a relationship with your wife. You have a friendship with your wife. Because if you're not able to talk to her and you're talking to... Same thing for wives. But if you're not able to talk to her and you're talking to a male counterpart about issues, whether they're about your marriage or not, it is going to be damaging eventually because you're still opening up to to areas and places and conversations that you've not allowed your spouse in. And this person is not fully abreast of something that is ultimately going to still affect them. If you're going through something and she's not aware of what you're going through, yes, in some respects, you probably do need to just keep it to yourself or talk to you know somebody else about it first. But then don't make that a habit where most of the things you discuss are, well, I know you're going to understand because you're another female, you're another male. Eventually, you're not going to be telling your spouse much of anything. And that's going to become a problem. I agree. I agree. And that's not the respect that I was saying. And I want to make sure that I'm clear about this. uh, Because I think Damien makes a very good point. You don't want to have this friendship so where you can just go vent or express these things and never approach them with your spouse. Because I definitely, I believe that will cause a breakdown in your friendship with your wife or with your relationship. And I'm strictly speaking of if you feel that you need to talk about something and you're not 
well-versed in getting the thought out. And you ask the question to one of your homeboys and it's a situation that they've been through. They give you some insight. You hear it, whether it helps you or not. Definitely, you need to go to your wife and say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Because I, I believe it's also different in every relationship and it can be viewed differently in every relationship. And so I'm not saying take the information that you heard, just say, you know what? Leroy said that Absolutely this is what not. happened. And hurt. then you try to implement it into your household. Don't do that. I don't, I don't want you to be outside of the house or on the couch by doing those type of things. I'm simply talking about general conversation uh, to ensure that you're not burdening, you're, you're not being a burden to your your wife about everything. Uh, because I believe it then becomes that the wife becomes like a, a mom mm. uh, to their husband uh, because you just want to whine and, and talk about some things that should definitely be addressed, uh, but it could be going about it in the, the incorrect way. So you have to know, and, and if you haven't heard the previous podcast of this, where we talk about friendship with each other, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. But to be whole in the relationship for your spouse, it's important that you have a relationship with them, a friendship with them, before you start trying to add other people into this. But you definitely, you definitely want to make sure that you develop a relationship with Christ so you can be a discerner of those relationships, of those friendships before you bring turmoil into your life. Right. So I wanted to make sure that I was clear on that part. Sorry. Yes, I was clear on what you were saying. Okay. Uh, the last scripture I wanted to bring on was, or uh, bring up was, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Good. Once again, you want the type of friendships, whether it was before you got married or after you get married, you want the type of friendships that will encourage your Amen. marriage, that will encourage your your family that will encourage what God is trying to do in and through your marriage that you can vent to your your friend about if need be and they will say okay got that out okay go on back home yeah you know or I understand what you're saying but you're wrong here or I understand what you're saying but look at it from this perspective That's a healthy you friend. want those <laughs> types of friendships yeah. So that you can ensure you're doing what you need to do. So that you can ensure that this is not someone who's just pulling you down, you know, and not really there to edify your relationship. And eventually they're just pulling you further and further away from that marriage. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you're single and you don't know what happened. The other thing would be... Be careful how frequent you spend time with them as well. They say birds of a a feather, excuse me, flock together. Whether you want to believe that or not, 
um, some of us have a way of taking on the characteristics of those we spend a lot of time with. And it can be damaging to spend a lot of time with outside friends, especially if it's not something that you and your spouse are on one accord about. It can be dangerous because before you know it, your spouse is like, wait a minute, you sound like Mm -hmm. if something is not going well and you're having a disagreement about something you're able to pick up on certain nuances, certain characteristics, certain voices that you weren't normally thinking about, excuse me, reacting upon, acting as, and you're taking on the characteristics of your best friend, quote unquote, that's outside of your marriage, and your spouse don't even know who they're talking to sometimes. So you have to be careful about those things as well. Again, wisdom and discernment completely throughout the entire relationship. Um, I thought it was interesting you spoke about men having, because I haven't really heard you say that before, how essential it is for a husband to have relationships or form friendships with other men. I think it's something that I learned throughout our marriage, though. I think that was also important. Not to have just guy friends in general it again you put yourself in an isolated state and that is very very dangerous at times where if you're not talking to anybody um, then do you then step away from talking to your spouse Um, so I I think you have to just be careful and um, with that and so as I develop this is that it just reaching out to guys and we we check up on one another we're not having a ton of conversation mm-hmm. every day but you know just checking in I, I think we're living also in this time of where we we hear check on your your healthy friends or your strong friends mm-hmm. uh, because they're going through things and I, I would say the same thing check on those that you feel like their relationship is perfect uh, those husbands yes. uh, that you feel like everything is going well in and just say hey Hey man, I was just thinking about you or I was just praying for you. Just want to check in with you, make sure all is well. And it could be an opportunity where either you're sharing your testimony or you're helping them to just get something off the chest. So I think when you said a word, same word I said to just being a discerner, but that comes from spending time with God right. and God will then give you a brother. And I'm speaking from my perspective. Uh, to reach out to and say, hey, have you checked in with so-and-so? And make sure that you do it right then, you know, no matter what the hour is. Um, to send that message of hope uh, because you don't know why God drops it in your spirit at 10 o'clock at night. But it could be where that brother is facing something that is devastating or frustrating in that moment and they may be crying out to God or they could be at wit's end with something and you simply provide that word of hope and turn the situation around and I've been there uh, on both sides of those type of things where my brother has said hey man thanks so much for reaching out I was I was just focused on something I I, I couldn't see my way Uh, but to hear from you tonight or to hear from you today 
it's helped me through that. And I've, I've been in the same situation where somebody just say, hey, man, I was I was thinking about you. Uh, how did this work out? I know you talked to me about it a couple months ago. Uh, did you get the book off the ground or did you finish this or how is this particular small group going whatever it is those type of relationships and you know they may not be considered friendship and some people may call them acquaintances but I think even when it's every two or three months when they check in I've found this to be true we brothers that I connect with even on that level two or three months we pick up exactly where we left off and it's like time hasn't been missed. And so I think that part has been very important to me. And I want to thank you for letting me butt in to to say that. Sure, because that wasn't where I was going with the question, but that's fine. I hope you guys got some insight with that and found it enlightening. Um, It did make me think of something else I was going to bring up. So I'll just move towards that. And I think this will be one of my final points. And that's, um, have you guys ever thought about why you're at a wedding? This was a, a thought, a revelation, if you will, that came to me several years ago. And I'm just going to throw this out there and give you my perspective on it. When you attend a wedding, you're invited to attend a wedding. Or when I've been invited to attend a wedding in the last several years, I came to realize that I'm a witness to that wedding. You're going to hear vows more likely than not that we vow before God and these witnesses. I vow before God and these witnesses, right? As you're making this covenant, you're doing it before God and those witnesses. And when I realized those words and what that meant, I started to take that seriously. I'm not just at a wedding to see somebody get married and see the pretty dress come down the aisle and the cute little kids throw flowers and carry the pillow for the ring as a ring bearer or whatever, and the beautiful colors and dresses and all of those things, and then go after and party and eat well. I'm literally witnessing a wedding but not just a wedding, a marriage take place. These people are making vows to do all they can to ensure that their marriage goes to the extent, right? To the fullest extent, to death do they part. And I took on that to mean that I now have a responsibility as a witness to help them fulfill that. Mm. Not but in, but I'll check in. If I was invited to the wedding, I'm not saying I was a, a bridesmaid. I was invited to witness that covenant take place. I check in now and I'll say, how's it going? How are y'all doing? Things of that nature, because I want you to know that your marriage has someone who is trying to help support you to get to that death do you part phase to get through the beyond the aisle when everything was still hunky dory and floral colored sunglasses after the honeymoon is over when you're witnessing a wedding that's basically what you're doing 
Now, I think um, I did do a little history, and I'm going to read up on that for you guys real quick just to kind of uh, pull that in. But it hit me, and I realized that it came back to mind for me. So there are two different perspectives here is that in ancient Roman times, and this came from cloud9bliss.com, there was a law that required witnesses to be present at the wedding. Ten, to be exact. Five bridesmaids, five groomsmen. During this time, the bridal party dressed like the bride and groom in order to confuse anyone, any spirits or whatever. So neither one could harm the newlyweds, right? So no one could keep them from getting married. No one would be able to really tell who's actually saying what and intervene in that that particular exchange of vows. Also, of course, to ensure that someone is there who witnesses the actual parties getting married, the officiant, and then the signing of the actual marriage license. Another one from bride and groom direct .co.uk. What is a wedding from bride and groom direct? Yeah. What is a wedding witness and who should yours be? A wedding witness is a person who observes the wedding ceremony and signs the paperwork. Witnesses were historically required to make sure that the wedding was done legally, that neither party was being forced into the marriage, and that the officiant carried out their job correctly. Today, wedding witnesses perform the same role, and it's a legal requirement to have them. Anyone who understands what a marriage is and what a legal ceremony should look like is fit to be a witness. You're watching these people make this exchange, and for me, it's important to support them on that journey. You hear people say all the time, marriage is hard, so why not support them during the hard times? Why not just check in on them? Like you said, check on those strong friends. Check on those marriages that look strong. Check in on them and make sure. Are y'all good? Just letting you know I'm praying for you. Or is there something I can pray with you guys about or pray with you guys for to ensure that this marriage is uplifted, edified, and can carry on to the next journey through the next mile during this marathon or whatever it is that they're going through? That is is a sure friend that is edifying, uplifting your marriage, your relationship. That's a friend you definitely want to have. So think about that the next time you attend a wedding. They're going to say before God and these witnesses, you are witnessing that. They are literally vowing to you as well that they're going to do what they're supposed to do as it relates to what the promises they're making to their spouse. So just check in. You don't have to be nosy. Just do your part. It's checking in and praying and wherever they say they need you. But stay in a friend's place and know that they have to leave and cleave. That's all I have at this time. Wow. On that. Wow. Um, I never thought about it from that level of checking in. Um, I do remember the words from the wedding, but that makes perfect sense. If we're going to support this union, if we're going to pray for them, we got to check in. Got to check in. Thank you for sharing that. Don't don't just go and, you know, because you get an opportunity to dress up and get a good meal and party and not really have to contribute. Maybe bring a small gift. 
You have a responsibility. So I appreciate you all listening to those perspectives. Yes. Thank you. Biblical insight. Excuse me. That's all I have. Excuse me. Other than a bunch of burping. Um, So we're just going to throw this out there. You all stay on top of all of the things that we have going on, if you can, through our social media sites and through our website at www.healthierholemarriages.com. New and exciting things happening all the time. But also the social media for Facebook is Healthy and Whole Marriages. And for Instagram, it's The HW Marriage. Something is being posted often. We have the conference coming up this month. And um, definitely keep us in your prayers for that as we hope to actually see your face. At this time, that's all we have. We're going to conclude this episode, Friendships Part 2, with prayer. God, we thank you. We praise and bless your name. We appreciate you just giving us the opportunity to speak to your people. Thank you for what was said. Thank you for the scriptures. Thank you for the insight. God, we pray that something was said or heard tonight that will help a couple to grow. God, we just give you glory and we give you honor and praise for each person that will hear this message. God, we just thank you for tonight. We ask that you bless uh, as we dismiss, but never from your presence, oh God. Keep us in your safe keeping in your arms. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. And until next time, be healthy. Be home. Be Be blessed blessed is our prayer for each of you. Have a wonderful day.